0: Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Friday, November 25th. It's Black Friday. Which is such a misnomer now because essentially every sale started about, I don't know, 24 days ago. I believe that the day after Halloween is the beginning of the holiday season when it comes to the retail universe. And um, so we'll see. We'll see whether people are freaked out about inflation and whether they spend as much money on the holidays, not sure. I I don't have an opinion about it right now. I'd rather you not spend a lot of money on the holidays because I just, I'm not like into the whole consumerism. And I know that every single survey of behavior finds that physical objects actually have no lasting impact on people's lives. But all that being said, I know people go crazy. So go crazy, have fun. If you've got a financial question, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the Contact Us button, and of course, let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. Today, we are joined by Steve. He's on the line from Colorado. Hello, Steve. What brings you to us today?
1: Uh, Hello to you. I'm just trying to find out. We've got some uh, annuities coming from my parents' estate, and we're trying to find out if we should take those annuities in a payout or maybe reinvest or what our options are as far as taxes and reinvestment.
0: How much money do you think is coming from these annuities? Like, what's the lump sum? Do you know?
1: The one we're talking about is like $400,000. we are going to split yes. it between my brother and myself. Holy smokes.
0: That's a yeah, lot. Yeah, they,
1: they were good savers.
0: So, All right. So... The annuity is issued through a life insurance company. The life insurance company says you, you and your brother are the beneficiaries. You've got two hundred. Oh, wait. One quick question: Do you have to both agree on the um, on what you receive, or do each of you have a decision to make that is independent of the other?
1: I think it can be independent. The because uh, we're talking with the uh, person who had sold my parents the annuities. I think that can be independent.
0: So. $200,000, which has not yet been taxed, right? That's correct. Are these annuities when you in, in your parents' estate, were they retirement annuities, meaning was it like it was an IRA account that was invested in an annuity, or was it a post-tax investment in an annuity? Do you know the answer to that one?
1: Mm, it was post-tax.
0: Um, you said this is one of a couple, a few. What what's the what do you think is out there in terms of the, the total amount of the estate that you're likely to inherit?
1: Uh, the annuity totals there's probably another hundred and fifty thousand, maybe a little more.
0: A hundred and fifty each or another hundred and fifty total? Probably each. You're gonna tell us a little bit about yourself. How old are you, Steve? Just turned sixty. And you're married? I am married. Your spouse is how old?
1: She's almost 62.
0: Are you guys working still?
1: Uh, my wife is working part-time. I just retired about a month ago.
0: Wow. Congratulations. How are you able to retire at age
1: 60? Uh, well, as a firefighter, I put in 35 years, and that's about enough for a firefighter.
0: And you're receiving a pension? Yes, ma'am. How much is that pension?
1: Mm, roughly around 60000 a year.
0: Okay, great. When your wife is um, retire, when she does retire, will she also be entitled to a pension?
1: Mm, small pension and probably Social Security.
0: You don't get Social Security
1: or do you? No, just I have to bridge for a Medicare for health and, you know, health insurance for five years, but
0: no. Do you think your wife's going to call it quits soonish or what do you, what do you think?
1: Maybe a year or two, maybe.
0: How about money that you guys have saved? Did you use a deferred comp through your municipality? Yes, ma'am. What did you have saved in there?
1: Close to five hundred thousand.
0: That's good. And what about your wife? What does she have saved up?
1: Uh, we have some other investments and in real estate and things like that, and some savings accounts,
0: things like that too. Okay, real. Give me, give me the rundown of like uh, real estate. Is rental real estate you're talking about, right?
1: Mm, we have one of those. Yes.
0: So, real estate and your primary residence, uh, is that—is is it mortgaged or is it all paid for so far? It's all paid for. What? Give me the total value of real estate that you have. Probably
1: close to $2 million.
0: Holy moly. Okay. You guys are amazing. Um, and then the other investments, about how much in there?
1: Uh, as far as just cash or we have the... Yep. A house with my parents' estate that's coming cash, maybe another hundred and fifty or 200000 somewhere in there.
0: Is the question, I mean, you're, you're coming in and you're asking about an annuity. And the reason why I'm asking all these questions is to try to figure out whether or not it makes sense just to get the cash and pay the tax and move on. Um, and the reason I'm asking about these other things is I'm trying to get a sense of what, how much money you have in liquid assets, the reason that becomes more important is that, you know, you're young, right? You're going to hopefully live for another 30 or 35 years. You're going to have income from your real estate and your pension. Do you have a sense of like how much you really need to live on? Oh, well, maybe about four to 5,000 a month at the most. So you're fine. You're fine. I'm going to make this very easy for you. Oh, do you have kids? We have two kids. Grown and launched, launch and okay, or do you need to help them out?
1: No, they're growing, doing good on their own, so.
0: How do you feel about telling this guy who sold your parents these annuities, send me a check, thank you very much?
1: I think we're okay with that. We're just trying to figure out if there's a way to, we don't need the money out of the annuities right now, at least. So we're trying to figure out, well, should we just push it into an annuity again, or mm. should we?
0: The reason why I don't like another annuity is that like you're starting the clock on a whole bunch of fees. I almost feel like in a weird way taking the money now, you know, of course there is going to be a tax implication, right? But you can do two things that I think make sense. One is you can annuitize these contracts, just like send me a check every month until it's all used up. Done. And you and your wife can receive that as monthly income and just add it to the kitty. Um the other is just take the money and pay a nasty tax and, you know, keep the money in there and may take some of the money out this year, some of the money out next year and, you know, kind of slowly but surely get the money out. My concern is if you wait and you defer taking it out, tax rates could go up on you and you're not going in a lower tax bracket. You guys have income. So between the pension and the real estate and the money you have invested and you're going to actually have taxes. So I think that Um, starting up with another annuity contract and beginning to pay those fees all over again does not make a ton of sense. It really doesn't. You do have plenty of money, but you don't have tons of liquidity, meaning that a lot of your money is tied up. And I don't want it to be tied up again in an annuity.
1: As you take the money out, is there another account that you can put it into that's taxed? Like somebody was saying like a 1035 or a 1031. Does that sound familiar?
0: So, yeah. So when you have a insurance contract, okay, there is a way to delay taxes and it's called an exchange and, you know, it essentially allows you to take one kind of insurance product and and move it into another insurance product. That's a 1035. I think 1031 is for real estate. So that would mean that you'd buy another insurance product. And I don't know if you need an insurance product. You seem to have plenty of money. I don't think, you know, the, the problem with these annuities, it's like, you're almost like compounding the problem that your parents did a great job. They saved. But now they've delayed the taxes and now you have to pay the taxes. And then if you do the same thing, then your kids have to pay the taxes. And it's not like I just don't think taxes are going down. I think that, the, that you're much more le- – and you, by the way, all the tax that's being accrued, what is interesting to know is um, what I would ask this this the guy who sold the contract – What is the taxable event if we just take the money out right now? In other words, because this was a post-tax annuity, your parents put a certain amount of money in, okay? Let's pretend they put $100,000 in. $100,000 is the growth. Whatever accumulates is ordinary income. You know, I want to note a couple things from the insurance person. Number one, can we take a little bit out at a time? Can we take out 50 grand this year, 50 grand next year, and just dribble it out four years in a row? Can we, are we forced to do it as a lump sum? And if it's a lump sum, what is the tax liability? Those are the questions you want to have answered. But I don't think you want another. I mean, you, the, the problem is that we play games with ourselves. We're like, oh, I don't want to pay the taxes now. Then you delay paying the taxes, but you're paying higher fees. So and you know, you're, at the end of the day, you're paying higher fees, and someone has to pay the taxes. That's the deal with an annuity contract. Sooner or later, you have to pay the tax.
1: Right. It just seems like you keep pushing it off for the yep. inevitable, and you might push it off onto our
0: kids. And let's say you had two hundred thousand dollars today. One in one scenario, you had in an annuity, and the other scenario, you said, "Okay, I have two hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to have to pay some tax. I'm going to put it in an investment account." The two hundred under both circumstances grows to four hundred and then you die. And when you die and it has in a brokerage account, your kids get a step up in cost basis and there's zero tax due. There's no capital gains tax at all. In the annuity contract, they still have to pay taxes on the accumulation. So it kind of sucks for the kids, even if they're in a low tax bracket. So I don't know. I I just don't think like delaying it makes a ton of sense. And I don't know where tax rates are going to be. I know where they are now. I don't really think that a 1035 exchange works. Many insurance agents are going to be like, well, we'll just move it from an annuity to a whole life policy or universal life policy. It's just more fees. Why would I do that? And uh, by the way, you're still going to have, I mean, look, you're in a tax. How much does that rental property generate in money to you guys?
1: Oh, I think it's about 1500
0: a month, something like that. I mean, so together the highest tax bracket you're in probably. How much of money is your wife making working right now?
1: Pretty low because she went part-time this year. So mm-hmm. probably about 20, 25,000 maybe.
0: All right. So we got your 60, we have her 25 and you have your 1500. Let's even call it like 20 grand that you're getting from this other property. So you got income of about $105,000 a year right now, probably with no write-offs, right? So, okay. 105,000 puts you in the 22% tax bracket. What's the worst case scenario? You know what? You go up to the top of that tax bracket and you say, I'm going to take 40 grand out of that annuity this year, 40 or 50, stay in the 22% tax bracket and do that for the next few years until you got the money out and that's it done. And it's very simple. Like people seem to have like this, like allergy to paying taxes. Someone has to pay the taxes on this. Somebody.
1: As you take it out of the annuity, can you just direct it into a brokerage account automatically? Does that do anything for you tax-wise or not really? No,
0: No. you pay the tax that's due and and then you invest it. So there's no real getting around it, right? Like someone owes Uncle Sam money. It's okay. So similarly, like if you have deferred comp, right? You've got a half a million dollars in your deferred comp plan right now. Hasn't been taxed. If someone inherits that money they are going to pay the tax on that. If you pull money out of it, you're going to pay tax on it. Even if you don't need it, you're going to be forced to pull money out of that account by the time you're 72, right? And they will say, the IRS is going to be like, thank you so much. You're a great firefighter. It's been great, Steve, but like, we need our money. And they are going to force you to take money out and someone has to pay tax. If you are, you know, if you died, tomorrow and your wife died the next day, your kids have to pull that half a million dollars of deferred comp out over the next 10 years and pay tax on it. There's no there's no getting around it. It hasn't been taxed yet.
1: Is there a time to do that? Like, Do you have to be working to convert that into a Roth?
0: The- nope. You could do it. And Mark, I bet you want him to convert his deferred comp into a Roth with all this cash coming in. If they don't really have a, a use for it, I mean, it doesn't sound like he has a use for it because he's thinking about deferring it and kicking the can down the road. So that's one one good use of it. Yeah, you could take all this cash that you're getting. You don't have to do this all at once. You've got 12 years right now to start doing this. You can take a little bit of this money every single year. And I, I you don't do it while you're getting taxed on the annuity, right? But you could, in a few years, start converting your deferred comp into a Roth. You will then take that, whatever you convert, you'll take as income and you'll have all this cash from the estate to pay the tax that's due. And by the time you are 72, what you're hoping is that you've def- you've actually converted a big chunk of this money and paid the taxes at a rate that's reasonable. And the rate's probably going to be 22%. I mean, it, maybe it'll be 12%, but I doubt it. You guys just have too much income.
1: Right. That's what we were thinking is to to def- or to convert that into a Roth eventually?
0: Well, I think we have to find out about the annuity first. I think the annuity is going to be decision one, and number two is going to be the Roth. And if you build up money that is like, you pay the tax on the annuity, it's invested in the brokerage account, you've got that money, and you'll be able to pay- do the conversion. You will, because that will you'll have the money available. Most people don't have this opportunity because... They don't have the cash available, especially at that point in their lives, where we can say, "Yes, go ahead and convert it." But you will have the cash, and you have cash flow because you have your pension. So,
1: oh, okay. I so you can pay the taxes off of the flow that's coming in. Then, as you,
0: you betcha. Okay. Yep absolutely can. I think you're in very good shape. I I understand the the genesis of the call. If you get some a few more answers about the tax situation, we're happy to weigh in again, but I think you're in pretty good shape. Now, uh just because you're a firefighter, I'm going to assume you guys have your wills and your durable powers of attorney and your healthcare proxies done. Am I assuming correct in that? Yes, ma'am. We have a
1: trust slash will
0: set up and all that right. taken care of. Oh, thank goodness. Thank you for joining us. And if you have any follow-ups and you want to guess, you know, send us some more information, we'll be happy to help you out. Okay.
1: Thank you so much for your help. I
0: appreciate it. If you have a decision about maybe an estate question, maybe there's a question about an annuity, maybe there is conversion question, maybe you're young, you're starting out and you want to know what to do with that deferred comp. If you've got one available to you, give us a holler, go to JillonMoney.com, Click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air and we would be happy to help you out. Hey, you know what today is today's Friday. And that means our free weekly newsletter comes out today, but only if you've signed up for it. So you can do that right on the website. And also because it's Friday, I want to remind you that our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark D'Alessio is our executive producer, and we are distributed by Cadence 13. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back and stay out of the stores because, you know what, nothing good's going to happen to you there. Grit, growth, grace. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.